Welcome to Connect Church. We're a new church in the East Windsor Heightstown area, and we're a church that is looking to connect to Jesus and community. We're so glad you've joined us. Welcome to Connect Church. My name is Frank. I'm the pastor here. We're so glad that you're with us today. Uh, wherever you're watching, welcome. We are so glad that you are here. We're in a series called Prayer. Um, and in this, we're just talking about how prayer is a conversation with God. Uh, it should be our first response, not our last resort. Uh, and how we should have a plan. In scripture, we see all different types of ways to pray uh, and different prayers that people pray and how they can be a guide for us when we may not know how to pray. Today, uh, I want to talk about the listening part of prayer. Why? Prayer, again, is a conversation. If all I do is talk and I don't stop and listen, I'm missing out on half of the conversation. Um, think about if you had a friend, a spouse, someone in your life who uh, you viewed as, as someone you really cared about and all you ever did was talk to them. You never stopped and listened. At some point, they would get very frustrated with you. Um, but when it comes to prayer, we often only do that to God. We show up. Um, we kind of vent our checklist, all the things on our mind, and then we disappear. But we need to learn to recognize God's voice as he prays why God speaks. And oftentimes he'll guide and lead us uh, and maybe even give us a word that is encouraging to us for where we're at, but we just don't hear it. Um, and then we often get to the point where we say, God doesn't care. God doesn't hear me. Um, but really, we aren't tuning in. For me... I am where I am today, pastoring a church, because uh, the voice of God led me that way. Um, I did not always think that I was going to be a pastor. In fact, my dream, my goal, um, I was already enrolled to go to Rutgers my senior year of high school to continue in the family business, hopefully start my own business someday. Um, none of it looked like church. It was construction, landscaping. I really enjoyed those things. Um, at a retreat, though, I felt like God's voice was leading me somewhere else. And so here I am today. Nothing like what I thought, but better than what I imagined at the same time. However, I've also had moments where I felt like God was speaking to me and leading me, and I looked really bad. I remember there was one moment um, where I was a youth pastor, and I felt like God told me something that I should say to a student, and I said it, and they looked at me like I was insane. They had no idea what I was talking about. I was clearly very wrong. Um, and then for a while, I was like, I'm never doing this again. So there's this tension between hearing God. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't, or maybe we do, but we get it off just a little bit. Um, but I've also learned that there is an external part that comes with God speaking as well. Oftentimes it's through other people. Sometimes it's through scripture. Sometimes it is through a, a gentle nudging in my heart or in my mind. And so for you today, do you feel like God speaks? And, and do you feel like when you pray, you hear him? Or do you make space for that to happen? And how do you know if it's really him? Well, first, today we're going to start in John chapter 10 and learn and hear that God really does want to speak. Here we go. In John 10, it says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep and they know me. Just as my father knows me and I know the father. So I sacrifice my life for the sheep. I have other sheep too that are not in the sheepfold. I must bring them also they will listen to my voice and there will be one flock with one shepherd. Jesus here says it clean, very clearly um, so there could be no mistake about what he meant. He fills the role of the shepherd. He cares for the people of God, which is all of us, everyone watching today and even those aren't are the people of God. He loves them. He sees them. He cares about them. Why 
how do I know that? Because he's the Messiah. He's the one who came and died uh, in our place, in, in all of the mistakes and, and things that we do to redeem mankind, the earth, the heavens and the earth, to make it all new one day that we don't have to live in this broken, fallen world. He is the shepherd, we are the sheep, and the sheep know his voice. He does speak. Today, do we know his voice? Would we be able to know if, if it's him speaking, if it's like the bad pizza I ate before? How do you really know if God is speaking to you? Well, today we're going to walk through this a little bit. Um, and so because each of us can learn to recognize the voice, the voice of God, his wisdom, it instructs us, it guides us, it comforts us, it strengthens us. Um, but again, it's not always easy to know. It's a process. Uh, think about it this way. Maybe you have a friend uh, or, again, a, a significant other or a spouse, and in the beginning, communication was difficult. You misheard each other. You didn't understand what one was saying. Um, they said it in one tone. You took it in another tone, and, and it led to maybe a disagreement or trying to figure out how the conversation really worked. That's how it is with God. So some of the ways that God speaks. First, he speaks through the Bible. Spiritual nourishment comes from the Word of God, um, but we shouldn't just learn from it, but we need to listen as well. This week I came across this quote, and I think it's incredible. Mark Batterson says, Scripture is God's way of initiating a conversation. Prayer is our response. See, the Bible isn't meant to be read through. It's meant to be prayed through. When God speaks, I linger. And again, it's a rewiring. Maybe you grew up in church like I did, and, and, and I was kind of taught this idea of like plow through the Bible in the year, just read, learn, know, get it done. And, and this is a little different. When God speaks, pause. As I read scripture, and, and we know that it's one unified story of the, of the story of God, and in that, when he speaks, or when I see something about that story that reveals a little more of who he is to me, I pause and I reflect on it. Learning about God from the Bible requires study, but listening to God through the Bible requires prayerful meditation. And both of these require intentionality on our part. Again, plan, make it important. Um, the second way God speaks is through visions and dreams. In Acts 2, we read, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions, and your old men will dream dreams. God doesn't just speak through the Bible. He speaks through intuition, prophecies, words of knowledge, um, and, and through dreams. And, and so today watching, you may be a little skeptical of that part of faith. And let me tell you, I'm with you. I, I very much was until I married my wife. Um, she gets these often, and, and in the beginning, it was terrifying. In fact, we were flying back from a missions trip, um, and we were kind of wrestling with where we were in our relationship, and she said, uh, I had a dream that we were going to get married. Uh, and if you don't know me, that terrified me and made me panic, and I'm like, yo, tap the brakes, like, too soon, too fast. This is way too much right now. I can't handle this. She was right. We're married. Here we are today. Um, but she's had other ones. Part of us starting this church, she, she had ones like that. She, and she has this gift. We would dream dreams and visions, and God speaks that way. Now, let me just say, this can also be a little dangerous sometimes because they can be subjective. Uh, sometimes dreams are just dreams. They're not God speaking. It's maybe what we thought about before bed. And so we need to weigh them again against scripture and common sense and godly guidance. Um, 
seek godly counsel. Again, we had people who invested in our relationship who were like, yeah, this works. Um, and so that, that probably is something that God would speak to confirm that this is the right decision for you. Then God also speaks in counsel and through common sense. <laughs> common sense is important. Um, Proverbs 12 says it this way, fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. Again, it's important to bring other people along the way in, in the journey of understanding God's voice. Seeking godly counsel is crucial. God speaks through conversations with friends, biblical reflection, and counsel of the people that we trust the most. Now, let me say, for me, this is how I hear God the most is through other people speaking into my life. I often don't hear like an audible voice from God. Um, I even don't get a nudge very often and I don't ever dream, um, but I do have people who I'll have a conversation with and that conversation sparks something that maybe I thought about or I've been reading. Um, and so because of that, I, I think it's God beginning to shape and form something in my life. We also hear God in personal reflection. Um, Luke 2 talks about Mary. It says, Mary kept all these things in her heart and thought about them often. A lot of people today, we miss God's voice. And it's not because I don't think he isn't speaking, but I think his voice is actually too familiar. We look for God to do something crazy and incredible. And sometimes we look for like the, the amazing thing to happen in front of us, but it's really small. Even in scripture, we read a story like this. Elijah is hiding in a cave and a great and powerful wind comes and then an earthquake and then a fire. But God was not in any of those events. But after all of those things happened, came a small, gentle whisper. And it says God was in that. And sometimes we look for the fire. We look for the powerful wind. We look for the earthquake. But we miss God in the, in the small, still whisper. We need to reflect often. Give space for God to move often. And let me say the gentle whisper can honestly just sometimes be a mental impression. And, and there's actually brain science that says our brains are able to like think more clearly um, when we do something that lets our mind wander, like gardening, walking, biking, um, things that we're doing and, and, and it doesn't require our brain. And it also puts our brain at, at like into this default mode um, where we're not overthinking and we're able to kind of like let some of the stress and all the things on our mind go. Sometimes we just make hearing God too complicated. When you feel like you need to text somebody, that may be God speaking and, and text the person. Sometimes if you feel like I need to pray about this, do it. And, and I think that's the thing. The, the voice of God is sometimes too familiar where we get these nudges and, and these moments where we feel one way throughout the day and we don't do it. Why? Because we're looking for God to be in something huge and really he's in something very small. Uh, and it's easy for us to miss because we're distracted by louder and bigger things. Or God also speaks to us in action. In Luke 11, we read Jesus. Jesus replied, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. We often think of listening as a passive activity. Someone talks and like I half-heartedly listen because I've already formed my opinion in the way that I'm going to think and respond. Um, but everyone who read this in the original context that it was written knew that there was a direct, a direct link to hearing and obedience. 
the way that we think about listening was not the Hebrew mindset at all. Listening to them meant willingly yielding to whatever God asked them to do. To them, listening was tied to obedience. You couldn't listen without obedience. So if you heard, you needed to take the next step. And I think that's, again, so crucial. I think sometimes we're listening for, for the huge thing in our life to come true. God is speaking a small step, and we never take that step. And so then we begin to be like, where's God? Why isn't he speaking? But we refuse to be obedient to the small step. Oftentimes, God only gives us the next couple steps. We want like the, the full life long-term plan. And let me get it. That would be incredible. Um, I'm a planner. I would, I would love to know like every step of my life. Some of you are terrified of that. I would like that. Um, but oftentimes, it's just the next step. And sometimes the only way to know if you truly heard from God is to do something, is to take a step. And if it goes well, then you know, okay, God is leading me this way. And if it doesn't, then maybe it isn't. Um, so now I've done all of these. How do I know if it is really God speaking? And again, it's important to know if it's God. Why? Because in 1 John 4, we read this. Dear friends, do not believe everyone who claims to speak by the Spirit. You must test them to see if the spirit they have comes from God, for there are many false prophets in the world. This is how we know if they have the spirit of God. If a person claiming to be a prophet acknowledges that Jesus came in a real body, that person has the spirit of God. But if someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. There is a need for discernment. John warned against believing against every spirit. Um, we need to test spiritual moments and experiences to see if they are actually from God. Sometimes um, people will speak on behalf of God and it's not true. In my own life, I've seen people do this, and, and when we begin to buy into that and we don't hear maybe the other side, it can be damaging and very difficult. We need to make sure that it's truly from God. We need to be discerning. Why? Sometimes when it comes that on behalf of speaking for God, um, people like to try and fill a role, but they do it to be nice and they might not have really heard from God. So we need to be discerning. So how do we know if something truly is from God? Again, one, does it line up with scripture? God's voice won't contradict his voice. What God has spoken through the story of Scripture is His story. He's not going to contradict it. Though heaven and earth pass away, His word never will. And don't take things in Scripture out of context. Oftentimes, we'll take a few words in Scripture and we'll pull it out and we'll use just that little bit to kind of make it feel like God is confirming something in our life. But it's not what it was meant to be. And so by doing that, we're twisting God to be what we want him to be. He isn't actually being God. When the devil's tempting Jesus, again, he used scripture to do it, but he twisted it. He made it sound good, but Jesus saw through it. He knew that the word of God doesn't contradict itself. And so he knew truth. This is where we verify God speaking. If it doesn't line up with the story of God throughout Scripture, we don't listen to it. In Hebrews, it says we need to be a discerner of the thoughts and intents of our heart. We need to be able to discern what we're really trying to do. Am I twisting the Word of God to benefit me, to make it be what I want it to be, or am I truly hearing from God? The next thing we need to ask is, will this make me more like Jesus? 
will what I feel like God is speaking and leading me to make me more like him? Or will it benefit me? Will it give me what I want? Um, the goal of this is to become more like Jesus. And, and, and in scripture, we read what Jesus was like, and that's how we want to be. Philippians says we work this fear out or this faith out with fear and trembling. I'm not where I need to be, but I'm also not where I used to be either. And God will continue to speak and lead and guide me. In James 3, he says the wisdom from above is first of all pure. It is also peace, loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. True wisdom from God makes us more loving and like him. And even as I read these things and I think about sometimes some of the people in church who feel like they hear from God the most, are they gentle, willing to yield to others, full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds? Do they show no favoritism? Are they sincere? Are they peacemakers? This is what hearing from God and beginning to be obedient and to live a life like him looks like. Hearing from God and beginning to discern this isn't something that should make you prideful and mean and better than anybody else. It should make you more like Jesus. Will this help me reflect the character of Jesus more? And then also, what's the worst thing that happens if what I feel like God is leading to me is wrong? Would it be a disaster that hurts people? Would it cause harm to others? If so, maybe don't do it. Ask for wisdom from other people. If I feel like God is leading to me to this and I do it and I know that there is potential for harm and disaster on the other end, use wisdom, use common sense. Does godly counsel agree? Again, ask people who have followed Jesus for a while and if they don't agree with you, listen to them. Sometimes we just put people around us who are yes people and say what we want to hear. Why? Because we just want to do what we want to do. That's not hearing from God. Proverbs 19 speaks to the need to listen to the advice and accept discipline from others. We often try to manipulate God to get what we want. And in doing so, we put people around us who we know are just going to say what we want to say. For example, I really want a Krispy Kreme donut. And so I say, God, if the light is on when I drive by, I'm going to get one. I drive by, the light's not on, so what do I do? I just drive around the block a few times, waste a few moments. I go back, the light's on. Oh, look, God, you actually wanted me to get this. And as ridiculous as that is, sometimes we do that when it comes to hearing God. We say, God, I'm going to take this step of faith. I do it. I clearly know this isn't right. This isn't where you're leading me, but then it's what I want. So I'm just going to make it go the way I want it to. The last thing to ask is this from God is, does it give me peace? We don't just worship an external God, but we have God in us. And we feel the clash of God's spirit against ours. The, the Holy Spirit lives in us. He leads us. He guides us. He speaks to us. And we need to learn to listen. And, and he often speaks through peace, a peace the world can't give. This may look right, but I don't feel peace. Perhaps that's God speaking. 
or the opposite. Me taking this step is insane. It doesn't make sense. And yet I feel peace. Why? It might be God leading us towards where he wants us to be. Peace guards our hearts. And so living for God, living where his voice leads us and his spirit guides us, gives us peace. It protects us. Today as we close, again, this is a little bit different of a message, but as we're talking about God wanting to speak to us and how we can hear from him, it's one of the things that sets Christianity apart. Why? It's about a God who came to us. While we were sinful, while we were broken, while we were far from him, Jesus came to this earth. He lived our life. He experienced humanity. He experienced all the things that we do, but he lived a perfect and blameless life. And in in our place, he died and he sacrificed himself for our sins so that we can be forgiven, that we could be right with God, that we can come before him and we can have a conversation with him and we can hear him and he can lead us and guide us and speak to us today. And again, it's because of Jesus. But it doesn't just stop there. We know that we look forward to the day where Jesus is going to come and restore everything, the new heavens, the new earth. He's going to redeem all of this world. What a day that will be. And today you can be part of that story that we read all throughout scripture. And it's just trusting in what Jesus did on the cross. And so if you made that decision today, just wherever you're at, say, Jesus, I trust you. Would you come? Would you work in my heart in my heart and in my life? Forgive me my sins. Would you lead me and guide me today? Would I hear your still small voice? And he will. And if you do make that decision, click on the link. I've decided to follow Jesus. We would love to help you understand more of the decision that you made and some next steps that you can take today. For those of us who do follow Jesus today, are you familiar with his voice? And this week, I want to encourage you, tune in. Make space to hear create times where you just listen and you're still and you're calm maybe go for a walk Um, create a space where you're able to kind of get your mind in a place where you're not stressing and thinking about all of the craziness going on around us but i can just hear from god tune out to maybe turn off what's getting in the way turn off your phone netflix whatever it is that that is getting in the way of you hearing god turn it off and then take steps when you hear god do it put it into action live it out take that next small step and i just want to say this we're going to be a church for people to try this and to fail as we know sometimes when we when we take steps and we think god may be leading um we take the wrong step and we're going to show you grace there why because it's better to try and to learn and to tune in to how god is leading us than it is to not try at all In fact, in scripture, we say that Peter says that Jesus is the Messiah and and Jesus says, wow, God revealed that to you. He spoke to you. That's incredible. And then the next moment, Jesus says that he needs to die and he goes, you will never die. And Jesus says, get behind me, Satan. And so we see that within Jesus and his disciples, they lived this out of hearing from God and then hearing from flesh. And there was room for it. Um, We won't call you Satan, though, we promise. Um, But will we be bold when we feel like God is speaking? And just today, as we close, I just want to share a little bit of what I feel like I'm wrestling with in this. Again, we're in a season right now of prayer and fasting for Lent and trying to discern God's voice and making this kind of be the center uh, of what we're doing as a church. Again, we believe prayer matters. Um, But for me, I feel like I'm wrestling with, with the vision of where I feel like God is leading our church to be and what he's calling us to do. 
over the last year, obviously, a year and a half, we've been trying to find somewhere to meet in town. In the mornings, we've been praying, we've been fasting, we've been asking, and nothing has opened. And part of it is, is that there's just not much land for sale in our town in East Windsor and Heights Town. There's um, not many places to go. And so outside of schools and maybe um, some few like office spaces here and there that oftentimes don't want a church to meet there. Um, but I feel like what God is speaking to me through this and in this season is just that he wants us to have a walkable church, a walkable location in all three major sections of our town. If you don't know East Windsor and Heightstown, the three main parts are Twin Rivers, um, then Heightstown Borough, and then over by Kreps uh, Middle School. Those are kind of the three main areas where there are like small towns within the big town. Each area has a ton of people. Um, and even this week, as I was reading a book of just a pastor's reflection on a lifetime of ministry, he shared this story where um, they were meeting in his basement, which is where I'm filming this, which was kind of, you know, made me feel a little better about things. Um, but as they, they were meeting in his basement, they began to save and build um, this new building that they had dreamed of. And then they got there. They built it. And what he noticed was that like half of the people stopped coming to church. And when he had lunch with them, they all said, we did it. We're not in your basement anymore. Um, and because we did it, I don't really feel like I'm needed as much anymore. They achieved the goal. And so I just feel like a nice building isn't our goal. Now, let me tell you, I'm not against buildings. I really hope soon we find somewhere that's ours where we can have some offices and some rooms um, for small group space and things like that. Um, and for our teens to meet, that would be incredible. But... That's not our goal. At some point, one will come along and it's going to help us and it's going to be part of who we are as Connect Church. But the goal is to reach people. The goal is, and we said this from the beginning, is to be a multiplying church. We don't want to be just one church, but we want to be multiple ones. And so again, I feel like that's what God is speaking and just leading us to as a church. I have no idea what it's going to look like, and, and sharing this, is I'm still a little vulnerable, vulnerable and nervous in sharing it, um, but I feel like it's the perfect application for what we're talking about today. We're going to start taking steps of faith towards there and see what happens. Um, and if it is God leading, it's going to be incredible. And if it's not, he'll lead us to something else. But again, we want to be a church that just creates space for this as God leads us and guides us and speaks to us. We take a chance and, and we're a church that supports and, and, and helps you as God speaks and guides you towards something. So today, would we just be sensitive to the voice of God? His leading in our lives as a church. We're committing to this. We want to be part of this. And we want to invite you to be part of the journey. Why? When God speaks and leads us, it's often one of the most incredible things. Why? Because we have peace. Because he leads us to areas where maybe we never thought of. I'm, again, I never thought I would be sitting here today. And yet there's so much peace in doing it. And I'm so thankful for his leading and his guiding in my life. And we pray the same thing over you today. So let's close in prayer. Jesus, today, we thank you for who you are. That you're just a God who wants to be known by us. So much so that you sent Jesus in our place. And so, God, we thank you for that today. God, I pray you would give us ears to hear your still, small voice. That it would lead us. It would guide us. 
God, and, and as we just take steps of faith that you would meet us there, God, when we're wrong, we would feel grace in that moment. And when we're right, you would just give us peace and continue to speak and to lead us and to guide us. God, give us vision. Would you lead us to where you want us to be? By your spirit, by your voice, would we just make room for it to work in our lives and in our church? In your name I pray, amen. Have a great week, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for joining us today. We hope this encourages you to take your next steps in your faith journey with God. You can check us out more on connectchurchnj.com. Have a great day.